we break down a cracking round of NPL action. Will cuts Bran off so he doesn't have to do some editing. Someone gets on the score sheet thanks to a bottom, and Bran goes op shopping. Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 25 of the Semi Pro Potty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 25 of the Semi-Pro Potty. We were good enough to remember which round we were up to this week, and I say we, it was me. Um, it was not. <laughs> um, I am your host, uh, mediocre at best host, William Chambers. Uh, every week I am joined to my left, or sometimes my right, by my best mate, Branson. Branson Gibson, how are you this week? I'm doing very well, thank you, Will. Very well, and I think part of the reason why... I am doing so well is because I've been filled with, let's be honest, a bloody goddamn good weekend of NPL Victoria football. Woo! I think it's the, it's well, it's easily the best round that we've got to cover. Oh, 100%. And I know that there's a lot of people who have been through this before and are like, well, yeah, you've still got the finals to look forward to. But like right now, I am absolutely filled to the brim of excitement and enjoyment as to the round that we just got. Like, that was a bonkers round oh, of football. So many good games, and the results that have so many meaningful implications on the table as well. So it's it's everything you could want from a weekend of football. Yeah, and we always thought that there was going to be this sort of, I guess, upturn in sort of the, the sort of league towards the end of the season as teams are fighting for finals and are yep. fighting for relegation and so on and so forth. So it's probably not... Ex- it's not sort of surprising in a way, but some of the results are surprising. But before we get into the results, before we get into all of the hoo-ha from the weekend, let's jump into it. Kit bag segment, we do it every week. Branson, what are you wearing? I am wearing another Op Shop special this week. It's another recent addition to Brand's kit bag collection. It is a Fiorentina kit. Love a good Fiorentina oh, kit. It Fior- is the, one of the best colour schemes of a jersey, isn't it? And they, yeah, absolutely, the purple and the white, and they would have to be up there for the best kit club. Yeah. Like it's also the red with the, I don't know what that sign is called. I can't remember what it's called. But, um, oh, the Fleur de Lis? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Um, it's just a great logo. It works perfectly. And just the colour scheme of, you know, predominantly purple and red. Yes. With, you know, white as the sort of yep. third colour. But then obviously the away kit lends itself perfectly to be an all-white kit. Yep. It's just great. Love it. Go well, on. Well, this is a white kit. Late 90s, I believe. Not too sure exactly what year. All-white. It's got Nintendo on the front as a sponsor, which is... That's oh, probably the, that yeah. is the pinnacle. There is one... Keep going on about the kit, actually. Yep. So Nintendo on the front, which I love. <laughs> Another thing that's adorning it on the front. So I did get this from the op shop from the Savers on Sydney Road. Don't tell everyone where you get it because then they'll go and oh, take yeah. it. Oh, so yeah. No, I got it from the, the Savers in... We're somewhere in Victoria that we're never going to go. Uh, Mildura. I think it is. I think it's on the border. Google. Where's Mildura? Mildura, Victoria. Yeah, okay. Yep, there you go. Yeah, okay. So got it from Mildura, guys. So everyone go out there to try to find all your kits. Anyway, uh, the other thing that is adorning this kit is a signature, which is very weird because I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> it's a really hard thing to reverse engineer as well. Like, we can't find out who signed it. Yeah, well, I, I sort of had a look and I sort of Googled through players in the late 90s who played for Fiorentina who wore the number 17 because that's what it looks like is on it. And then I've tried to Google their signature. So I haven't been able to figure it out. But it could be a Fiorentina player or it could just be like some bloke. Yeah, sorry to say, but like if you're a journalist and like you've, you've found a scoop and you can't get to the bottom of it, maybe you're not a good journalist. Oh, that's a bit brutal. But the other thing that I like about this kit before we move on to yours is that it has a collar. And currently the collar is very popped, yeah. which I like. It's a feeler kit as well. We love feeler kits. <laughs> um, what are you wearing? I'm wearing a thank you very much, Branson, Gib- Branson Gibson, for messaging me on a Friday and saying, hey, Will, what size jersey do you wear and do you want this kit? Because I found it because it's a worldie. Yeah. So thank you for this. No worries. I'm wearing an 0203 Juventus away jersey. Yeah. I believe it's an away jersey, purely <laughs> because it doesn't have black and white stripes. Yeah. Pretty safe call, everyone. <laughs> um, and it's great. It's a loose-fitting white shirt 
with made by Lotto, which yeah. I think we probably the first Lotto kit we've had on the show. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. Um, and what's great about it is that it's got Lotto just to tell you who the kit manufacturer is on the front in yeah. a normal sort of kit manufacturer position, uh-huh. and then they've decided to patch another Lotto Lotto logo on the sleeve that is massive. Well, it's on both sleeves as well, and it's the largest sleeve patch I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's, it's by far bigger than a like a it's Premier like, League badge. It's the size of a coaster. Yeah, like it's that big. And also, the other thing with the logos, who's who's on the front? So there's Fast no Web. Fast Web. And like anyone who knows me, I run a digital agency, and like the fact that there is a kit sponsor, like Juventus. We're talking Juventus mm-hmm. by Fast Web. I don't even know who Fast Web were back. Oh no, it is sick. Like, no, Nintendo yeah. stands out. Everyone knows who Nintendo is, but Fast yeah. Web, go on, love it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing with those sponsors is. I don't know what they're made out of. Felt? Not felt. I don't know. They're like iron. Oh, it's made of Kevlar. It's but pretty they, much Kevlar. I could are, get stabbed and this sponsor is going to save me. They are thick. I, when I bought it from the op shop, I sort of tried to fold it. I'm like, I can't really fold it with these fat sponsor logos on the front. But very nice kit. I quite like it. Excellent. The country kit bag, you'll see photos probably on Instagram this week. I got a little bit stroppy last week and didn't want to post it. Yeah, much to Branson's yeah, dismay. Yeah, we'll that later. Yeah, brilliant. Um, oh, God, that tone of voice. It's like a real disapproving dad tone. Um, anyway, on the topic of disapproving dads, there were no disapproving dads this weekend at the mm. football on offer. Let's Ooh. jump headfirst into... Well, which game do we start with? I'm going to start with mine because me. Well, you did multiple games. So many good ones to I know, But there was there is one game that stands out, and that is Port Melbourne for Altona Magic Four. If you haven't seen the highlights yet, stop your run, stop driving, pull the car over, get your phone out, look up the highlights for this because you would be absolutely shocked at this scoreline if you knew what the halftime score was. So I I think this is personally game of the round, which happened during the best round of the season. So I'm not sure if that makes a match of the season. I'll get to you later on that one, Branson. But Port Melbourne out of the box really well. They looked really good. They were intense. They had sort of that vigour and verve to their play where they were getting forward with the ball and they were really – they had some very serious intent with some of their plays. And so often throughout the season, Port Melbourne maybe don't make it count. You know, they've been capable of good performances, yep. but not finding the back of the net. Yeah, this game, yep. absolutely zero problem making this happen. They were 4 nil up in, I think it was about 40 minutes, maybe 40 minutes. I don't remember. Um, goals to Clark, Kunigaya, Maker and Ford. 4 nil halftime break. That goal from Kunigaya was probably the pick of the batch. That was put them 2 nil up. Um, nice little shot from distance. Um, but... Altona were abysmal. That was a really, really poor first half from Altona. So it just looked absolutely done and dusted this game. 4 0 at halftime. Altona were nowhere. It looked done. Second half, though, completely different story. Um, Altona just kind of, it's one of those weird ones where 4 0, you're like, if we get a goal, it gets us back in the game. If we get two, it means that we've sort of, you know, we've got a little bit of belief. Three gives you hope. And then, you know, four is ridiculous. Um, but look, it was second half. There was goals from Milovanovic, um, Kaczynski and Ruffin. Um, that third one was the pen that got them to four, three. And that's the one that really gives you belief. That's the one that goes, here we go. We could actually get, get a point here or, or better. There was going to be a good chunk of injury time as well. And sure enough, 92nd minute, Jala met a ball at the back post. Look, it was a ball that gets played in from the right, headed back across and then sort of bundled in from someone running in again. So it was like how Port Melbourne didn't deal with this defensively, I don't know, but they didn't deal with it defensively. And that goal sealed an absolutely miraculous come from behind, 4-0 down, 4-4 to get a point that... And look, Port Melbourne and Altona are like similar place in the table as well. That's like a win there as a six-pointer. And to come back from there is just bonkers. Stunning result, like genuinely, genuinely stunning. Mm-hmm. We were at the Oakley game, mm-hmm. and so I think this one started before the Oakley game. And you know, before everyone was started, talking about well, before the game started. You know, it was four 0 at half time. You go, oh bloody, yeah, look at the magic, like they're cooked, yeah. And then you check the result at half time in the other game. We go, holy crap. How did they do this? Yeah, it was ridiculous. I remember rocking up and just hearing and being like, I beg your pardon, what? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> no, it was absolutely bonkers. Um. But, Brian, what I want to sort of throw to you question-wise for this one is 
obviously, we'll get to a sort of game of the round later on in this this podcast, which is when we think of this, because, it's, yeah, again, it's, it's bolted for who, yeah, whoever game of the round gets. This is just ridiculous. Um, is it a point... Okay, who does this result suit better? So Paul a 4-0 up, and they aren't getting a point out of the game. Now, is that points lost for Port Melbourne or points gained for our time? What is, there, what's oh, the, is it, a, is it a negative or a positive spin on oh, It's this? 100% points lost for Port Melbourne. 100%. You're up 4-0. Yeah. 4-0 and you lose. Like, that is... And it was this weird... Like, like that's crazy. And it was 4-0 at halftime as well. Well, this is like... like oh. you, can do, you can do 4-0 a number of different ways. It reminded me a lot of the Arsenal... Newcastle game from yeah, 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 yeah. where yep, yep. Arsenal were just like winning. They had won the game. I think it was like twenty or thirty minutes in, and that's what this game felt like. Port. Yeah. I rewatched the full feed yesterday, and I was just like, Port, how the hell did you bottle this? Yeah, like a hundred percent points lost for Port. Hundred, hundred, hundred percent. Look, and that, that result, interestingly, so look, Port sitting eighth, Altona in ninth. That's where that importance of of points there could have gone. They're, they're sitting right next to each other. I mean, I just want to clarify as well, while it's a point game for Altona, the fact that they were 4-0 down in the first instance is ridiculous. So the yeah, fact that they were... They were the, nowhere in the first half. Yeah, the fact that they were in the situation where, I mean, superb result for them, but it's like larger picture, look, well, hang on, why the bloody hell were we a finals contender 4-0 down inside 30 minutes? It's like so, no like one it's, wants it's that hard. finals... Spot like obviously no. Oakley, Oakley, Oakley are the only ones. Who wants yeah, Oakley yeah. are the only ones who want it, and, and that's just like everyone else. It's like I think it's what Knights, South Melbourne, Port Melbourne, and Altona. Yeah, well, a win for either of these teams would have like you know really helped. But yeah. anyway, not. I mean, look. So that is candidate number one for best game of the round in the best round of the season so far. Branson, you had a look at, or we both had a look much at the next game, which was Oakley 4, Avondale 3. Now, you kick us off with this one because we were both at this game and we're just going to talk about this one because this was a very special night of NPL football. 100%. Like, this was just bonkers. So, like, whereas the other game was sort of like, you know, tale of two halves, this one was sort of like back and forth, two teams throwing punches at each other for for most of the games. But also in the context of the season. So, this is Avondale top and trying to cement that top spot running into the, their very tricky last three games, I think. Yeah, was. well, they play the Magic, Heidelberg, and Bentley. Yep. And an unbeaten Oakley in 12 games. Yep. You know, like, like yep. an, an unbeaten Oakley. Yeah, well, Oakley, the unbeaten in 11 it was before this week, and they won eight and drawn three. So, it, amazing form. Yeah. And so, like, so the game, though, talking about the game in particular, got off to a super fast start. Oakley did an Avondale to Avondale. The score, I think, was just after 90 seconds. Yeah. Harry White opened the scoring. Uh, sort of said just a wake-up call, I thought, for Avondale. They sort of found their way into the game after that, decided to actually start playing. Uh, Stefan Zinni scored uh, a well-worked equaliser. And when Avondale were playing, it sort of looked like they were playing Avondale of old football. They looked good, controlling possession. Tempo to it as well. Yeah. It was a fast game, I think, because it was an end game from both teams yeah. trying to play expensive football. Yeah, and the, like, Avondale looked good. They worked their way back into it. Equalizing, you're like, all right, here they go. They're going to hit the lead. Uh, unfortunately for them, though, on two fronts, serious injury to Jem Burkan, who was uh, forced from the pitch uh, on a stretcher. Uh, Serious-looking knee injury. Anyway, it sort of seemed to halt momentum for Avondale. It sort of came midway through the, sec- the first half. Sorry, Burkan had been playing really well too. Set up the first goal, so sort of served as a double whammy for them. Uh, Oakley, though, you know, sort of took advantage of that sort of break-in play. They scored a, a second goal just before the half-time break, thanks to a huge deflection, massive uh, own goal there. Gave them all the momentum, though. Carried it on into the second half. Uh, Harry White scored his second of the game and Oakley third early on, I think in like the 53rd minute, to put the Cannons in a dominant position. And you're thinking at this stage, like, Avondale look a bit shot. Because so this is how when I rocked up the game. So, so you rocked up. No, you rocked up in the first half because we, we got it. We got it because we got a Suver at half time. So I think you rocked up. I rocked up pretty much bang on half time. Yeah, well, I, th- I think you rocked up in time to see the last goal just before the half. No, 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 I did. No, it was right. I was actually oh, outside the yeah. ground. I saw it. Heard him. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So I was walking into a game at the stage. I was like, "Oh, this is a bit spicy. This game. This is, you know, probably what I expected given the form of Avondale on the." The yep. form of uh, the form of Oakley and the not form of Avondale. 
Yeah, sorry, I thought you were, my bad, sorry, I thought you were going to keep rolling on with I that. I know how you just look quizzically at me, like, oh, William's your way more to say. Oh, I thought you did. Anyway, moving on, yeah, I am the one who's meant to be talking mainly about this game, so I guess I'll do that. Uh, I don't know, I thought they looked nowhere for most of the second half. You know, they gave up that third yeah. goal, they seemed to lack creativity, I'm sitting there watching going, they look nowhere. Like, they didn't look good. And it, what they needed and what they got was a spark and this spark came in the form of an absolute moment of individual brilliance. Oh, a little bit of Ned Zelich oh, individual brilliance. Ned Zelich would absolutely love this. Yusuf Ahmed scored an absolute belter. We saw this live, and I'm just saying... I was out of my seat. I was physically out of my seat. It's not like an affectation. I was out of my goddamn seat. The stream does not do it justice. I'm dead set so happy we scored it live. So pretty much, if you haven't seen it, you absolutely need to. Ahmed... Picks the ball up in midfield, just sort of gallops like towards... In the circle. Like, yeah. We're talking in the circle of midfield, not 30 yards out from goal. We're talking yeah. in the midfield. Yeah, and, you know, so he sort of gallops forwards. There's not a ton of options for him. Oakley sort of let him run a bit. He goes, you know what, I'm just going to hit it. And bloody well did he hit it. I reckon one of the goals of the season. Yeah. I can't remember them all off the top of my head, but this is a prime, prime candidate. Strike from distance with pace and swerve. Top bins. Reignite Avondale brings him back within one. Liam Boland then scored five minutes later to bring Avondale level. And, oh, oh, and Ahmed, Ahmed's goal came in the 84th minute, by the way, and then Boland tied it yeah. up in like the 88th or whatever. Yeah, that, that was starting to feel ridiculous because, like you said, Avondale were nowhere in the second half until just this 10-minute pocket. Yeah. It, and they played really well. But what I liked most about it, and we will get to this bit upcoming, is Oakley didn't at any point drop their heads. Oakley kept playing their football. Yeah, yeah. Oakley were like, no, we're still in this. Yeah. And it looked like Avondale were going to clinch what would be an absolutely crucial yeah. point, but it wasn't to be. Oakley, you know, as you said, after coughing up the lead, they got all three points after Joe Guest headed home in stoppage time, 92nd minute. And it's just an absolutely huge win for Oakley. Now undefeated in their last 12, nine wins, three draws, absolutely 100% in league best form. Yeah. But the flip side is it's a terrible result for Avondale. It, what, it, what the pain that it does for Avondale right now is that it means that the next the next three games were going to be hard. Yeah. They are now harder. Yeah. Well, like, they are now like it's, it's almost now out of their control. Oh, it is. For the first time since round like four or five. Um, so what it means now is Heidelberg are two points behind with a game in hand. So Heidelberg have a chance for the first time this season to knock Avondale off top spot. Mm-hmm. Uh they still have to play each other mm-hmm. in the second last round, so mm-hmm. that is just going to be that's absolutely game. That's, that's going to be a game. Yeah. Whoever wins that wins the league. Yeah. But my biggest concern from Avondale was the four goals they gave up. One was an own goal off a huge deflection. The other three were very questionable. The last two, the third and the fourth, terrible marking. Mm. The goal. I remember. Yeah, I remember seeing Oldfield go off at someone. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. more often than not see him get angry in games, but in this game, he very much turned to his defence well, and just went like, what do you want me to do? Like, like, I can only do so much. And this is a bit rich coming from someone who does not play football. I'm absolutely an armchair supporter, you know, uh, who talks shit on a podcast. But the do last... you want me to say? Because I've got a lot of villainy yeah, as a footballer nah. as well. Well, I was going to say, that, that last goal, the cross came in, I think it just got over an Avondale defender. He didn't jump very high. I reckon he could have done better to clear it. And then there was another defender right in the middle who just stopped and watched Joe Guest run by him and head the ball home. So even that last one, you're going, what are they doing? But my question for you very quickly is, Will, are Avondale cooked? Yeah. Um, it's a weird one because it's, I think, I'm not sure I haven't looked at the stats, but it's probably the only game this year where they've shipped four. It is the first time they've shipped four, yeah. You're like right. they, don't, they don't concede a lot of goals. So this is a bit of a point of inflection, I think. This yeah. is them going, are they going down or up? And, you know, they they shipped four goals. So even even if they scored three. Goals. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. It just didn't look good. Look, in terms of Cook, my gut feeling is that they're good enough to, to win the league, but they're not good enough to, to win the finals. Yeah. And so this is my thing. I am now, you know, I've got an Avondale beanie of, you know, probably the club that would be most been involved with this, this sort of season, our first inaugural season. Um, and so I have a soft spot for all the people that work in and around Avondale as a club, you know, got to see Zocchi and Chris Oldfield after the game and everything, you know, like it's very good to sort of see the that sort of process of things. But 
fundamentally, I think they I think they maybe deserve the league, but I don't think they deserve winning the finals just because of the form that they're in. Yeah. I mean, going back to the question, are they cooked? I don't know. I don't think they cooked. I, I think it's a bad time to get a result like this. Yeah. I think their position is salvageable, but we, we could hear, we were standing sort of just in the general vicinity of the change rooms after some one in the Avondale change room was going off. Yeah, it, and it, so, wasn't, it wasn't acrimonious at all. It was just the oh, kind of thing that you would expect to hear. They were getting blasted. Yeah. There was a lot of yelling being done. I don't, and again, I don't know who. Yeah. I don't know if it was a coach or a player, so I don't want to name names, but there was definitely some a lot of yelling coming out of that yeah. change room. And it Which was is, not happy But for mine, I would rather that. You know, I would rather people get yelled at because it means that people still care. I don't think everyone at Avondale still cares and they're still wanting to get Anyway. Do you know what I care about? Yes, go on. Good results. I care about good segues. Oh, you betcha. Eyes to eyes. <laughs> I also care about the result in the Pasco Vale Hume game because not only is it an exciting result, but it was an exciting finish. I mean, this could have also been match of the round. 100%. In any other round, this is probably match of the round. But, you know, here we go. We find ourselves in this conversational vortex where we're talking about, you know, how many good matches there were. Um... Paco are not going down without a fight. I thought they were going to go down with a, without a fight, but they are absolutely putting the uh, putting the gloves on. Showing a bit of ticker. They are. Love it. Um, massive point for them. Um, we'll get to him sitting in a bit, but definitely a better start by Pasco Vale. Have you told us the score? Um, well, I haven't, but do we want to tease? No, oh. it's 2-2, two, two, ladies and gentlemen, 2-2. <laughs> two, two. Um, I'll let you know. I'll let you guess which team. Oh, One score two. Yeah, great. Um, not great. Really basement level about that. Um, anyway, back to the thing that I was talking about before. So rudely interrupted by Branson. Thank you for interrupting me, mate. Um, good start by Pasco Vale. Didn't expect it, but it was a very good start. They had a number of great chances, actually. Not sort of, I wouldn't say they were guilt-edged chances, but it forced some good saves from Michael Weir, and he had an excellent game. It was nil-nil at halftime, though, and you'd be pretty happy at that, with that if you were Paco. You know, nil-nil is still a point, and you had played better than Hume City in the first half, which, you know, I didn't expect. But it was all action in the second half, four goals, one outstanding yellow card, which I'm very happy with. Um, moments after the second half resumed, Hume took the lead through a belt from James Brown. Sort of ball cut back across the um, Hume penalty area. Uh, James Brown runs onto it. Probably could side foot it with a little bit of flair and pizzazz, but he just absolutely puts his laces through it and it just punches a hole through the side netting. It was great. Loved it. Um, uh, so that was the that was the sort of first goal of the game, but then moments after that, there was a really good one. Um, that goal was not the only thing to hit the back of the net. There was a corner coming in um, and Mick Feely pretty much got shoved in the back of the net by Delitch. Which was just great. Well, he definitely got shoved in the back. It's one of these great ones where I was watching it, and the, it's just what you see at corners. At the moment, there is a player standing next to the goalkeeper, a goalkeeper standing next to the player, defenders all around them, banks of people yep. in their normal positions. And then something happened that I did not expect it was goalkeeper ends up in the back of the net, and you're like, here we go. Yeah, exactly. Like you're watching the game and you're just sort of like sort of in the corner, the ball hasn't been put in play yet, sort of half paying attention, and you just see the goalkeeper just fall over. Yeah. You're like, oh, geez. And I'm like, don't send him off for it because it's obviously not violent. It's just one of those great ones. Um, yellow card uh, for Dilich, which was fair. Paco got a goal. That was amazing. I've got to be honest with you. It was a shot that bounced off the arse of a Hume defender and then fell to an onside Georgeopolis. That's what you want. Okay. And it was just real quality MPL stuff. Um, and then Hume takes the lead again, but it was a show that was stolen in the 95th minute. You know, we're talking about late goals in NPL this season. This is one of the late ones. 95th minute by Gonzalo Abascal. Um, and you saw in that goal celebration what it meant to some of the Paco players. I think yeah. they're in it, in it for a bit of a fight here. I think they're up for this fight. Um, it was a weird one where, so th- that 95th minute goal Takes scoreline to 2-2, point salvage for Pasco Valley, you would say. But, honest to God, if we didn't make three to four really good saves in this game, I actually think it could have been three points to Paco. And we'd be talking about a, a real upset here. But, you know, I think Weir has got to be sort of patted on the back here for, for keeping some points in, in, in Hume City's favour here because it was an absolutely cracking game by Pasco Valley. And Weir's been one of the best goalkeepers in the league all year. He, he's, he really he's has weight. He's on. He's on. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and he loves a hat. Loves a hat. Oh man, this is the thing about a winter league. 
lessens the chance of hats. We did get a few in the first few rounds, but yep. not much now. Yeah, every now and then. Yeah. We did see that great one in the um, in South Australia where there was the umbrella. Yeah. Goal yeah. standing on an umbrella. Awesome. That was pissant, wasn't it? Um, anyway, back to the things that actually matter in the context of this. Back right now, this is the important thing. One point takes them top of the bottom three. I know that sounds like a stupid statement to say, yeah. but yeah, no, no, bottom no, two no. go automatic relegation, and then there's the playoff um, spot. Yeah, it's a battle for that. It is. It is. There's no one's going to go to dandy city territory from that bottom three. So, um, Paco are out of the automatic drop zone. Hume stay in fifth, which is fine. They're on 38 points, but they are now the meat in a big old final sandwich with Green Gully and Oakley either side. And I can tell you, I would not want Oakley Cannons breathing down my neck at the moment. No, no. Like, the only saving grace here is that there's only three games of the season to go. I think Oakley have three points in hand, and I'm calling it three points in hand because of the form they're in. Yep. It's not yep. a game in hand, it's three points in hand. Yep. Um, and that would take them to level points with Green Gully and Hume. So um, yeah. that shit fight, I 100% would back Oakley, but... Yeah. Well, it's all, it's all a battle for the home final and also a battle to avoid playing Bentley in the first round. Yeah, just because, just... like, if you can avoid them, I mean, you wouldn't want to play them. But anyway... Can't help but think if there was another, you know, seven or eight rounds of this season to go, Oakley could really make a push for that. Like, like just yeah. the form they're in, it's obscene. Yeah. Um, anyway, we will jump to another game. This was a 2 2 as well, Branson. You had a look at Bentley 2, Kingston City 2. And again, teams that don't want to give up. Kingston yeah. City, they're, they're doing things. Yeah, well, they show, again, they showed a bit of ticker. So to start off with, though, this game looked like it was. Going to script. I mean, you'd anticipate Bentley, easy winners, taking on bottom place Kingston City. Uh, and Bentley dominated in the first half. Matt Thurtell opened the scoring from the penalty spot early. Uh, his 14th goal of the season. James Zidius then made it 2-0 not long after. He was in acres of space after a turnover and just sort of tucked the ball home nicely. I remember watching the game live. Uh, sort of saw the ball turn over and then saw the pass go to Zidius and you just go, oh, geez, he is absolutely wide open. It was yeah. so, I think Bentley were attacking, then they lost possession. Kingston had it, then they lost possession. Then it wound, it found its way to him. It wasn't classic football, but it was one of those ones where it was like, oh, yeah, no, this, this player is like, you know, about five metres of clear Yeah, space. well, exactly. And it was so zoomed in. So when it panned over to you, you go, oh, geez, he is wide open. It's like, holy, you were like, where did he come from? Anyway, uh, Thurtell had a chance, should have made a 3 0 just before half time. His one on one effort, though, was superbly saved by Kingston keeper Saki Zana. Uh, most of the second it's half. One of the better names in NPL, is 100%. Great name. Um, most of the second half, to be honest, was a bit boring. It seemed like Bentley just were in cruise control, had the game in the bag, sort of just, you know, cruising towards three points in the finish line. But Kingston had other ideas. They said, turn cruise control off, baby. Script writing Kingston City yeah. boys. They said, we're going to grab the wheel and we're going to steer this football game into the excitement lane. So you're alluding to the news that I might be getting in car. Uh, not really, but we can. We'll go through that. We'll yeah. go through that. Anyway, Kingston, they had other ideas, uh, showed some much-needed survival instinct, I thought. Goal in the 88th minute, set up a grandstand, finished, then deep, deep into stoppage time. Deep into stoppage time. Well, we got treated to stoppage time. Yeah, 90, 94th minute, so not as deep as the Paco game, but 94 is still pretty deep. Uh, Cooper, Legrand found the back of the net somehow, might have taken no idea. Anyway, scenes ensued. Uh, Kingston City, I mean, you mentioned, sorry, how much it meant to Paco. You could see that it meant a lot to Kingston City as well. And their their relegation fight is, is well and truly alive. I mean, they're still on the foot of the table, but they're only one point behind the Thunder and Paco. Well and truly a, a shot of snatching the playoff relegation spot. They're one point around. Their goal difference is just about the same, though. So, like, they've got that in their favour. I absolutely love that this is... They got previous at this as well. Yeah, they just last year. to escape. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm just wondering if there is a point at the end of the season where Paco have been going down and are now starting to fuck that trend a bit. Yeah. Kingston have been pretty much bottom the entire season. Yeah. Dandy Thunder, sometimes they play well, sometimes they don't. You know, they're getting points here and there, but there's no real consistency to it. Whereas it's like, you look at those three teams, you go, who's done it before? Who's got previous yeah. this year? It is 100% Kingston. Well, the one thing for Kingston, though, is I think they might have left their run a little bit too late this yes. year. Yes. Uh, and their biggest problem now is like Paco and the Thunder were plummeting, plummeting towards relegation. Yes. Yeah, now they've sort of 
floated themselves a little bit. So it's going to be it's going to be tight. It's going to be great to watch how this unfolds for the last three weeks of the season. However, what, what they've done is they've oh. attached like eight helium balloons to a barbecue chair. Yeah. And you notice that thing where it's like it's not going to lift it off the ground, but it's definitely mm-hmm. giving it a it's little bit of weightlessness. Yes, yes, they yeah. Anyway, Good. that's uh, well, William's backyard science yeah. for you. Yeah, I was going to say that Paco and Dandy Thunder have opened the parachute, otherwise they were destined to just smash oh, yeah. into the parachute earth right. of relegation. Anyway, uh, for Bentley, though, bad result for Bentley. Very, Worst result. Very bad result, up to nil. weird. It's like, a weird Bentley result. And we've seen this from then throughout the year. Although Bentley also, we, I don't think we mentioned it last week, I don't know if we knew it in time, Bentley has sacked their coach. Sacked their coach after the Heidelberg game. Was that so bad at this point? I can't remember if we knew that before or after the podcast. Anyway, they sacked their coach after the Heidelberg game. It's finals time. It's it's their third coach in a year, and they sit third. So so weird. It it is very weird. To be fair, their first coach. Unless they're about to get a very good coach in, and I'm talking. Marco Kurtz. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, they're <laughs> very... But their first coaching... Good hitting. <laughs> their, first, their first coaching change was forced in terms of JA going to Western United. But yeah. anyway, for Bentley, I mean, they look to have had it wrapped up. And we discussed this a little bit last week, but surely this result means that Bentley's chance of finishing on top of the table is yeah. out, out the window. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you do? It's a two-horse race between up and down. Yeah, I, I, I think that's what it's going to fall down to. And it's, what is it, the second to last game? Uh, we've got three games left. But the Avondale-Hardaway. Oh, sorry, Avondale-Hardaway. Yes, yeah. sorry, second last game. Yep. That's it. Yep. So, yes, I don't think after seeing this, they're going to have a, a, a real run into this. Something dramatic would have to happen. You never know. It could be something where yeah. the Avondale-Hardaway game yeah. ends in a draw. And ben- when it's points. And sort of- Bentley do play Avondale in the last week of the season. I mean, maybe, but they're looking a bit that's a, And they're looking a bit that's suspect. That's a for Avondale. Yeah, it is. That's a way for Avondale. Yeah, so that could be a big one, but we'll see. Um, do you know what else could be a big one? What? If it was maybe in another round. Go on. Um, a big one could be this segue. Big segue? I mean, we, again, we interrupted the segue. Just analyse the segue. Yeah, that's because it's a big one. Oh, I mean, it's not really a big one. Make it a big one. Make it a big one. Make it a big one, mate. Braz, do you know what could have been a big one? What? In any other round, in any other league, in any other season, South Melbourne 3, Dan Nog Thunder Nil could have been a big one. Ooh, tell me more about it. Um, look, to be honest with you, this was really good from South Melbourne. This is whenever I bemoan South Melbourne, I get really angry and frustrated with them. Ugh. This is the reason why, because they're capable of good things. Now, this was, to be honest with you, quite a boring game. It was the goal in the first half. Constantinides, then uh, Stratomitris and Shrine in the second half. It was just a dominant display against, we were talking about Daniel Thunder in there. You know, they're not, I don't think they're sort of looking like they're going to get that sort of um, survival spot, survival opportunity in that bottom three. Um, But, you know, South Melbourne, they played well against a poor team. We've seen them play poorly against poor teams this year. So it was very refreshing to see them play well. Um, Look, in the grand scheme of things, it does not stack up as a great game of football against the other ones. Um, but it keeps them within touching distance of the finals. Yeah, it does. Now, you know my opinion of this. South Melbourne and Melbourne Knights just have not done enough consistency-wise this season for me to to give it to them. But, you know, their saving grace is that the people who are sort of being, who are chasing them behind are Altona and Port Melbourne, who again seem pretty inept at at putting any sort of real form together. So, Well, here's the thing. Like, we sort of mentioned that, they're in touching distance of, of finals. It really is becoming barely touchable. So I think say, like every other team has well, to drop. Well, let's say Heidelberg beat. Uh, let's say sorry, Oakley beat Heidelberg. They're now eight points ahead of South, assuming they win that. Sorry, there's seven so points. points yeah. Seven points ahead with three rounds to go. That is bloody tough. That's bloody tough. So South, the Knights and Port, I reckon they are doomed. And we sort of highlighted that they're all flawed teams. Like their good is good, but their bad bad is... And Um, and their bad is too often. Yes, and about the bad, um, that hurts them because this standing on Thunder result, this drops them back into the automatic relegation spot. So they were in 12th last week and now they're down to 13th Mm -hmm. following Kingston City. Yep. 
Um, I think it's 18 points, 18 points, 17 points yep. there for Pasco Vale, Dandy Thunder, and Kingston City. Yep. So Dandy Thunder are kind of dropping down. Kingston maybe coming up a bit. Yep. Pasco maybe going up a bit. Who knows? Well, and the other thing that hurts the Thunder as well is it hurts their goal difference, which yeah, is what it's going to They've got the worst goal difference of those three. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the year, it could be, you know, maybe one or two goals that decides it. And woof. <sighs> Round and we've been going for quite some time, Branson. Let's rattle through the rest of them. We've got Dandy City two, Heidelberg three, mate. Talk yep. us through this well, one. Play off, yeah, play off through this one. So dominant display from Heidelberg in the first half, at least. They blew Dandy City out of the water mm. in the first 45 minutes, but that wasn't the only thing that was blown. Sean Ellis blew a stunning strike past the city keeper at the near post, ripping left foot finish from sort of the top corner of the box. We know he's got it in his locker. For those of you who can't see because it's an audio podcast, I'm having shuckers. Yeah, Yeah, and he scored goals like that all year. We know he's got it in his back pocket, decided to pull it out. Uh, Adrian Zara then scored twice from the penalty spot, put the Burgers in a commanding position at halftime. Danny City really looked nowhere in the first half, Uh, managed to work their way back into it, though, in the second half. Shout out as well, just quickly, to Mate Degansic. Oh, mate. Yeah, former A-League player. He played for... Well, he played for Victory, Melbourne City and Adelaide United. He also played for the Knights as well and spent a little bit of time in the Zealand Knights. No, the Melbourne Knights. Yeah, anyway, uh, so he made an appearance his first of the year. Uh, City looked better in the second half, snagged a goal with 10 minutes to go and then snagged another in the 90th minute to set up another thrilling conclusion. We thought it was on here. I thought it was on. Yeah, well, as far as comebacks go, I mean... This was Friday night, so mm. the precedent hadn't fully been set, but no, it's three nil down. And then City at home, I was like, no, we're on here. But, but again, like the, as we saw in a bunch of games, sort of pulled two goals back out of nowhere to make it thrilling. Alas, in this one, no more late goals, though. Heidelberg, in the end, hung up. Oh, sorry, didn't, they didn't hang up on anyone. They hung on uh, for the three points. Loss pretty much eliminates City, or definitely actually 100% eliminates City from... Finals contention mathematically. They're certainly safe from relegation, though, uh, which is still a huge win for them. What was this season goal at the halfway? 100%, considering how things were looking earlier. uh, Massive win for the Burgers, only two points behind Avondale. They play Oakley in a catch-up game with a chance to go outright top. And we mentioned it really sets up that round 25 clash against Avondale. Winner of that probably wins the title. Uh, Very quickly, Will. Will Heidelberg beat Oakley to go outright top, or do you think Oakley will win that one? Oh, I think it's a draw. A draw? Yeah, I think it's a draw. And I'll tell you what, I reckon Avondale would take a draw. Yeah, totally. I, well, the, the reason why I say draw is not because I don't think either team can get the three points. It's more, I kind of wanted to go down to that Avondale Heidelberg game. Yep. Like, that, that's, the, that's the football script writer in me. That's what yep. I want. Um, yeah, so I actually think that. Burgers Oakley game will be a draw. When's yeah. that game? Uh, I believe August nine. That's ages away. Yeah, come on, two weeks. Two weeks. Are you sure it's August nine because yeah. surely they have to do a midweek. No, because they catch up round. They have a catch up round. Yeah, yeah so there's a game next week. Then all the other teams have a week off, and then they play is on. Is there that another catch up game as well? I, think there is. I don't believe so. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm going to round off this. Well, yeah, catch us up on the last game. The last game. We're going to go through it. You've been excellent to. For the amount of football that we have got through. Green Gully won, Melbourne Knights won. I absolutely am not shocked that in a week of stellar games, Melbourne Knights were involved in the most boring game, but let's just go with it. Um, I actually probably am being a bit harsh there. It was quite a good game. Um, Both defences were getting quite deep at times, and so both teams were kind of attacking and they were sort of inviting chances, so it was quite a good end-to-end game. Um, So it was a good good game. It was a good, good, good MPL game. Um, but realistically, there was sort of, I think a draw was fair on the balance of play. Probably could have been more goals in it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a couple of players missed their chances. Alex Salmon got another goal. So his golden boot assault, I think, is now he's now clear on a 23-odd goal. Yeah, one goal, one goal ahead of Boland. Yeah, which, to be honest with you, I'd rather, I know it's a bit harsh, but I'd rather, because we, we actually interviewed both of them. Yes, um, we did. I would rather see yeah. Alex Salmon. Score because I think he's just got more goals from open play, and he's hundred percent. Yeah, and I I like that a lot. So if he doesn't get the golden boot because of penalties, 
um, then Alex Salmon will probably get some really shitty trophy for you for the semi-pro potty golden yeah, boot. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it won't make you warm at night, but yeah. it might keep a door open if there's a stiff breeze and, or something. And a little shout-out to Liam Bowling, just quickly. I mean, a lot of his goals have been penalties, but he's still yet to miss one all year. So he's done well in that regard. You're just packing it because you said that he wouldn't miss a penalty all year. Okay. And you're afraid that every week that we get close to the finals and he's not missed one, then your call could be the one that takes I'm going to keep using this stat as long as possible. Yeah, and right. I think if it happens, I'm going to be very excited. France and Gibson, we have been talking for time and we have still got some time to go through because, yep. ladies and gentlemen, holy shit, first round of the FFA Cup yep. is in play here. And I say Ooh. first round, it's what, like round seven or something? It's the round of 32, yeah. they call it. Yeah, round of 32. Uh, big one, we'll rattle through the results. Adelaide, Adelaide, yeah. Can I say this because yeah, my yeah. favourite one, Adelaide Olympic 4, Florida Athena 3. That this will, had everything. This well, had that was probably a red the, card and come from behind win. It yeah. was perfect. Well, Adelaide United, uh, sorry, Florida Athena, they're up 2-0. Adelaide Olympics were like three goals in 10 minutes to go 3-2 up, then red card. Florida Athena get another goal to tie it up at 3-3, and then Adelaide Olympics snatch a goal through a penalty and run out 4-3 winners. Absolutely stunning game. Probably the game of the round. The other results, though, Moreland Zebras got past Berlin 3-2 on penalties. Winners of an Edo Club. Yeah, and it's huge for Moreland as well because, you know, NPL 2 and all of a sudden they're in the round of 16. Yeah. Huge result for them. Uh, that one Olympic, unfortunately, lost to Edgeworth FC. Magpies Crusaders, 2-1 winners over the Kumara Colts. Yeah. Mount This game was a good one as well. Um, this was Mount Town 2, Manly United 4. Yeah, on penalties. Yes. 2-2 uh, at the end of the extra time. Then That's Manly, what it was. It was then then, then time. Manly won 4-2 on penalties. Yeah. Um, then a big old Olympic Queensland. QLD Olympic Fucking Bayswater, 5-2 win. Yeah, stunning goal. Well, quite good from Olivia. They scored goals for fun. But yeah. anyway, there are more games coming up this week, Will. William, what are they? We have got our boys, Melbourne City, are away to Campbelltown City. So that'll be a good 9-0 win to the boys in sky blue who are not Sydney. Is that what we call them? Yeah, that's what we call them affectionately. That's a great prediction. Yeah, Cooma Tigers versus Hume City. Hume City obviously will be going for them there. Um... Maitland FC, sorry, I had to get confirmation of that. Maitland FC take on Central Coast. So Maitland FC are going through 100%. Oh, I think Central Coast have got the worst FFA Cup record of any A-League team, don't they? Because they get bailed out in the first round of every freaking... Well, so just keep talking because I have yeah. something up here. Um, South Hobart will take on Marconi Stallions. That is in Tasmania. That is a sumptuous tie. I love that one a lot. I like that Marconi don't get to play at home. Um, St. George FC take on Sydney United another bolter great game um, while you're still looking stuff up are you still looking stuff no, up I found it so we're talking about Maitland because they put out a pretty scorching tweet ahead of their FFA Cup they're like five facts about our FFA Cup opponents I was going to save it for that so semi-professional we'll retweet it but we'll bust it out now uh, they tweet the first fact is the Mariners are currently flying high on the A-League ladder sitting third on alphabetical yeah, order brilliant good stuff and then they say it's their highest league position since this time last season you go brutal, <laughs> brutal. Uh, the Mariners haven't won an FFA Cup fixture against NPL opposition since October 2014 Right. That's ridiculous. Uh, and the Mariners equally hold the A-Lee record of two consecutive wooden spoons. Yeah, brilliant. Which is not not great. I mean, once once a proud club and now a not proud club. Um, we're almost there. Everyone stay with us. We're yeah. just going to rattle through some WMPL because we're getting to the point into the season. Wins for all the top three, so that makes it a little bit easier to rattle through. Calder United four, Box Hill nil, Southern United Surprisingly, only lost 3 0. Didn't score, though, unfortunately. Yeah. Bayside. Yeah, to Bayside. Um, John Galaxy 0, Bulleen Lions 1, Alamein 3, Heidelberg 1. Um, what have you put there? So, South Melbourne plays senior NGC. It says it's this round, but it says the date is August 21st. So, that's still ages away. So, oh, no okay. idea why. Strange. But, yeah, Great. great. Cool. Thanks. So, you really need to get way better at taking notes. That's no. so confusing. So, what it says on this thing, everyone, is. South Melbourne versus Senior NTC on, on on August 21st, comma, in capitals, what, two question marks. Yeah, well, it sort of sums it up nicely. I mean, you could have gone South Melbourne versus Senior NTC, match being played in no. on August 21st. No, that's what it says. Anyway. Shit house. That's, 
just about it for the uh, for the first part. A big, full-on, loaded football part. But love it. Branson, if you shut up, I don't have to do any editing because the outro music is coming up right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two. I'm stoked because I didn't have to do any editing. Sorry, I'm going to have to cut you off there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two of the Semi Pro Potty. Uh, as you heard, we'll cut you off before and I'm a little bit salty about that. So I'm just going to take over as Will sits there with a shocked, offended look on his face. Hey, I am just a proud father right now because you're oh, showing yeah. some initiative. Wow. Okay. Yeah, very oh, proud of you. Um, let's jump into that slow standing professional the bit of the show where we look at some of the shit from around the world of football that was just a little bit amateur and could yep. be at home in MPL. Yep. Um, kicking it off, Bram, what have you got for us, mate? Well, something very close to home. Uh, us. A little too close to home. Yeah. Us. Uh, we always say we are not immune to appearing in that so semi-professional and we've made an appearance for what I think is like the third week in a row. Good on us. Five now. <laughs> um, uh, so it's both of us for separate reasons. So the first one is Bran. Uh, for don't, hang on. No, don't loop me in with this shit. No, hang, no, we'll get there. Don't interrupt me again, mate, or we're going to have issues. Uh, so the first one is Bran for accidentally uploading the wrong episode file as episode 24, accidentally uploaded episode 23 again, and, oh, did, not, and did not notice. Uh, shout out to Pietro. Hang on. Shout out to Pietro Casenza. I hope I got that right. On Twitter uh, for pointing it out to me that I had done that. Otherwise, I may never have uh, noticed. When we get some merch, you will definitely get some. Um, hang on, the other thing... Hang on, first and foremost, can I say, I don't name... So what I do is, after this show, I edit it and export the file and upload it. Yeah. But because my internet sucks, uploading it to the Buzzsprout thing that we use kind yeah. of sucks from my house. So yeah. I get brands to upload it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, I am not naming this episode like episode, the one where we talk about a ball going in the back of the net. It's called like episode 23 and 24. Now... We have just we just upload the latest episode essentially. Like that is a folder that you can modify by like like sort by date modified. And you've just gone, no, actually that twenty-four episode, that's the one in the future. I'm not gonna upload that. Mate, I'm very well aware that that was very semi-pro of me, which is why it is featuring in this segment. The other thing that's featuring in this segment is you, because I am exceptionally salty that you did not upload a kickback photo onto Instagram last week, because it was a good one, because we're sitting on a kitchen bench. And Bran throws a pear in the air, and it's amazing. And you did not upload it, and I'm salty. And I think it's because you weren't wearing a kit, and you knew I would meet you in the kit. Not at all. Do you know why I didn't do it? Do you know why I didn't do it? And this is a very valid reason. There's a right way and a wrong way to do this. So I actually wanted to see how much of an impact Instagram has on our episodes. So we know how many... Why didn't you tell me that? (laughs) Because, like, what? I don't have to run it past it. No, you said at least Brand's not sitting there messaging you, like, four times, hey, upload it to Insta, hey, upload it to Insta, and then getting grumpy when you don't upload it to Insta. Yeah, but then there's a lot more, there's a way better way to get that metric as well. So I'm not not washing my hands of blood completely on this one. Like, whilst I want to know how much sort of traffic we get from Instagram, there's a way better way to get that metric than not posting to Instagram. Yeah, 100%. And the consequence of that is you've made Brand grumpy. (laughs) Which is terrible. Favourite thing to do. Um... What have you got? Semi professional. One thing I really like from the world of football, our mate Paul, who lives over in um, lives over in London, went to the World Cup with us. Um, OG, great human being. Uh, he tagged us in a BBC news story where there was like a match in Africa, and the man of the match award is a chicken. Yeah, that is <laughs> and, so good. Like, but I actually think that's really sick because, like, that's just that's sick. So I was going to throw to you, Branson, and just go, "What is an appropriate?" NPL Victoria Man of the Match Award. Suv. Oh, that's good. I would say more so like a Suv voucher. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're Man of the Match here. You don't have to wait in line. Here is a Suv or here is a Dandy City pork roll or here is... What if you get get the Suv King as a sandwich and then at the next round of NPL features, you don't have to pay for Suv. Yeah, or you just get to bypass the line. it's yeah, going to stretch to the like front. the mayor of Subas in the yeah. NPL. I like that a lot. <laughs> that'd like, be pretty I good. I want that sash. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be pretty sick. good. Or like, I don't know, like a $20 cut 
Coles voucher. You go, well, great. No, oh, iTunes gift card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate gift when you don't no, care no, about no, it. No, no, but the good thing, if you got the twenty dollars iTunes gift card, though, that'd be great when you know the ATO or the police would touch <laughs> and say, "Hey, you have an overdue fine. Or you have an outstanding fine. Yeah, yeah, you can only pay via iTunes gift vouchers. You just go, bloody good. I've got one ready to go. There are a lot of dumb people in the world. Anyway, um, Graham. Yep. You you've got a personal attack on another dumb person in the world right now. Do you want to go for yeah, it? Yeah, nice self burn there because it is on you. So semi pro is Will rocking up at eight ten to a game that kicked off at seven thirty. You go, well, great, cool. You missed the first half, but that's fine. Four points for you to, to come in though. Yeah. So can I just say what I was doing was I was getting cocktails and dinner with a friend and yeah. I was like at this bar and I'm like, this is fucking lovely. I could really not go to football right now and have an excellent night. Yeah. But I went, no, it would be betrayal to, <laughs> to myself and the listeners to not go. And in hindsight, made the absolute right decision. Yeah, and that Oakley Avondale game was sick. And you've got a nice little treat, which we'll talk about later. Do you know what is also actually quite good about rocking up at halftime? And I'm not going to encourage it to other people because it's cheating. But watching a game for 45 minutes. Did you get it free? No. Oh, that would have been sick. Yeah, that's no, right. Yeah. But watching a game for 45 minutes is like. Kind of refreshing. Yeah. It's not as long. Yeah. Like I rocked up and I was like, I walked up and I'm like, what happened in the first half? And you told me what happened in the first half. And I'm like, I'm sick. Cool. Don't have and to sit you, through that. And then you were lucky when you were rewarded with a ripper second half. Yeah. I'd say that. If I had missed the third goal that, what's his name? Um, Yusuf Ahmed scored. Yeah. Yeah. If I'd missed that goal, I would have pissed. Yeah. That, that was, was a great goal. Anyway, yeah. what else did you think was especially got two here? Um, uh, the goal assist in the Hume game that came off of the bottom. Yeah, I like that. Good. Just great. Like, take a shot from distance. An asshole deflection. Great. Really. Another one? Um, <laughs> I actually really like, just, I know it's been an ongoing saga, but Gareth Bale being upset at having to live in Madrid and get paid squillions of dollars. Yeah, that'd like, be rough. Like, he's upset. And also upset that he doesn't get to go and play in China, which, you know, whilst, whilst I like, you know, Australia's part in the sort of um, Asian um, part of that sort of, I think we should treat ourselves more as part of Asia than mm-hmm. we currently do. But also very aware that Gareth Bale is an actually world class footballer and shouldn't be going to China this early in his career. So I like that he's a little bit upset by that. I think that's really, really yeah. professional. One more. Oh, my God. One more. So, just let you guys know, oh. Branson has. Branson's hidden this from me in the document. I think it's quite funny, and I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it more if you haven't heard it. So I'm trying to do you a favour. So I saw this as I had a quick peruse through Twitter during the break. So Sydney FC players, Ryan McGowan, Adam LaFondra, and Ryan Grant, right, the three of them, yeah. have suffered a 3-1 defeat at the hands of 30 Chinese seven-year-olds. Oh, fucking hell. I love it. I knew you would. So they were doing the classic 100 kids. Well, apparently, if you're A-League, you don't take on 100. You only take on on 30. So they took on 30 seven-year-olds in China. Sydney FC are in there. I think they're playing like PSG or something. Anyway, uh, took on 30 seven-year-old Chinese kids and lost 3-1. So that's very... That's so good. Do you know what I also love? I love this. I, I love that format that clubs on tour are now doing where they're going, yeah, cool, it's entertaining for us to, like, have Man City versus Wolves or something, but it's also equally as entertaining because I think Japan started it. I remember the Japanese national team, like, three of the national team players took on, like, yeah. 100 school kids. Yeah. And that was the one that started. Right. And it was just, like, it's so refreshing to watch. It's yeah. really good. But I just kind of want them to get to a point where they – um Someone doesn't vet the players that they allow to do this. Like, could you imagine Kevin Musker being put in that situation? Yeah. He would have, like, two-footed a seven-year-old off the park. I saw saw, saw it last week as well. Uh, Tottenham did the same thing, and I think Deli Ali, like, went over in the box, got given a penalty, and then then they (laughs) scored it, and then he celebrated. No, but did you see the penalty that he scored as well? He fucking... <laughs> yeah. He really like he really put damage on. Yeah, and like, then, man, if you miss hit that, that's a kid in the face. Yeah. They are in pain. But also, then like you know, the three Tottenham players were celebrating. You're like, guys, you've beat seven year olds. Like, there's hundred of them. Right. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Fifteen dollar meal challenge. Yeah, we got fifteen dollar meal challenge in this week. Look, it would be ill advised of me to go out to Oakley um, and not partake in some sewage. Yep. <laughs> Don't know if that's a term, but huge reputation though. The Oakley Super Mate, it, they, they 
talk the talk and they walk the walk. Ooh. That was obscene. So it's eleven dollars for a super, which if you're pissed and on a Saturday night is a cracking price to pay for a super. However, it is expensive as far as the fifteen dollar meal charge goes, because that does it does price you out of a drink. Yeah, 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 out of a beer. Yeah. So what would you so you go to the super? Was it worth it? Eleven bucks? Was it worth it? I, this is a controversial moment in the $15 meal deal challenge where mm-hmm. I'm saying you don't need to add shit to this. Yeah, okay. You just need that super. Yeah. That's that good? all you need. So good. If you wanted to, I think the what they are, they're like dim sims, potato yeah. cakes, you chips. Pat like, it out with stuff, but yeah. you just don't need that. In your yeah. Life. You need that goddamn super in your hand, in your stomach, via your mouth. It is delicious. Yep. Um, and just, it just felt good. Like it felt like a really good club out there. So you take the food not as just its own thing. You put it in the context and there's a really strong... You know, club there with the club rooms were lovely. Had lots of pictures on the walls. Yep. Cracking haircuts. Um, I'm back on the $15 meal challenge, though. What was better? What did you like more, the Oakley Souve or the Dandy City Pork Belly yeah. Roll? So it's a two-horse race at the moment, and obviously we're going to unveil it at the end of the year, so yep. I, can't, I cannot divulge. You can't. Ooh, which is running because right, the better markets would be rigged. Oh. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. I often wonder when people stop listening to the podcast. Oh, probably after this. I, I reckon it's kit bag. I reckon there's a bit of driving kit bag. Yeah, oh, 100%. I think it is. Yeah. I love kit bag. Kit bag's sick. Um, what did what, you like? Yeah, what do we like? We have this one. Look, I liked my Saturday night because, like I said, I got a drink with a good friend and we went and got cocktails and some lovely food. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get on the train. I'm going to go down to Oakley and I watched the game of football. And then I got a lift home from two of the Avondale guys, um, Dimmy and Alex. And I'm like, Great. Loved it. It's good. Very good. Uh, I've got three that I liked, three quick ones, very organic. So I really liked Jack Edwards Reserve and the Oakley yeah. Cunners. Yeah, yeah, there. Is that um, like a, is, they surely don't fund that themselves. I would have thought at least half part of it was council. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's like well done. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, they've got like a fully synthetic pitch on one side, well lit, some futsal stuff by the look. Yeah. I know futsal like five or something or something. Good club rooms, to it, yeah. lots of parking. But even just going through the club rooms, and I mean, you sort of mentioned it, you know, trophies everywhere, pennants hanging from the walls, club photos, signed jerseys, balls. It just had a really good club feel yeah. about it and you know i just really really liked it a big screen tv and they had like the game yeah, yeah yeah so they had the port altona game on before and then you know they had the uh, the avondale game as well so it was just like i'm gonna say to you it was a fucking terrifying stadium to walk through from the train station yeah exactly. i had to walk like through the dark industrial area and i'm like if i get lynched going to an npl game that's a good story it is it is it would have featured in this week's episode but you didn't so Unfortunately, we can't use it. Don't take that as an invite to lynch me on the games, please, everyone. Uh, if, you, if they see you. Uh, another thing that I liked, though, was just this week in being It really is why the NPL is so great. So, it, is, it is the best NPL in Australia. Like, I, I think that that's what people I'm starting to get from people. Like, I've got friends in Adelaide who are like, I'm so jealous that you get to go to this. Well, and even just talking to people who, when I talk to people who don't know a lot about the NPL or aren't necessarily huge soccer fans, and you just go like, this league is gosh darn good because it's got everything that you would want. I like how we go through phases of swearing and not swearing. Yeah. Like, normally I'd be like that. It's just a fucking really good league. Like, oh, it it's is. a false good league. Yeah. And you're like, it's gosh darn pretty damn heckin' good. It is. <laughs> no, but it is. It's like got everything you want where it's got cracking goals. It's got general shit housery. It's got surprise <laughs> results. We got an yeah. It's got surprise results. You know, it's got a great title race, relegation battle. It really is. It's better than the A-League in terms of like what it offers, I reckon. It's just yeah. so bloody good. And like, Lastly, the last thing I liked was just the commentators uh, getting up and about for the late goals, you know, in the Oakley game, the Paco game, the Hume game, the Kingston game. When those goals went in, uh, earlier on in the season, sometimes the commentators didn't get too excited. This week, though, plenty of excitement, and I liked it because it deserved excitement. It deserved a big celebration, and we got it. The only thing I will say about the commentary is that they're being let down. The commentators are being let down by the quality of the audio recording, and it's... It's not actually that hard to fix. So we we do this podcast with some pretty shitty hardware, and granted, it's not great, and the sound quality the last week was particularly bad. But turn the microphones down a bit, or don't hold them so close to your mouth. Like like, mm. it's one of those ones where it can be saved because that would make it a, a lot more watchable. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, look, it's 
Last year, we didn't have streams. We didn't have commentary. Yeah, so work in progress. first year, I am willing to cop it, but it would be great if there was a little yeah. bit better sound quality. Uh, moving on, last segment, another quick one. We did it last week. We'll do it again. Yes or no? So I've got some questions for you. Yes or no answers with a little brief explanation here. Yeah, I've got some ones for you as well, mate. All right, awesome. I will go first. Uh, was this, yes or no, was this the best weekend of NPL like ever? Yes. Yeah, hang on, ever. That's ridiculous. Oh, so well, potentially in, ever. In my scale of yep. NPL, yes. This was the most satisfying round of football, probably apart from the first one that we went to, yep. but for different reasons. You yep. know, this was just one that had everything. This yeah, had so many good games. Uh, yes or no, can Oakley genuinely in the flag? Hang on, is no. So the flag is the, the flag is when the grand final. No, sorry, the flag is when the grand final. Can Oakley genuinely win the grand final? Yes, yes or no? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you think of it, like, so who's going to be in the final? You'd think it would be Avondale and we, maybe Heidelberg well, would be the well, favourites at this stage to make the final. Well, to, so, get, to, to get to the final, they're going to have to go through at least one of. Bentley, Heidelberg, and Avondale, and those are three teams that they've beat this year. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think they can, and I think it would be sick if they did. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yes or no, was the Altona Port game match of the round? Oh, so difficult. Yes or uh, no? Mate, I'm going to go with... No. Oh, yeah. It's so harsh. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but that just maybe it's because I was at it that Oakley, yeah, Oakley Avondale game. Yeah, and considering I'm, where that is on, like, so I guess the Port and Altona game is a battle for mid table. Yeah, not as like, big of an impact. Yeah, yeah, there's like a bigger impact to that that one there. And yeah. the other thing is like you know we mentioned it's sort of like tale of two halves in the Port Altona game, which in its own way is still very exciting. Whereas the Avondale Oakley one was sort of hammering away like you know seesawing back and forth and multiple comebacks within a comeback and great goals and everything uh one last one from me is yes or no is the op shop the best place to get kits it is this week yes yeah but every other week no because i've said it before you just go there and you see a shit ton of you know manchester united and barcelona kids and uh, they're all a bit they're fake they're they're either fakes or they're shit these ones just because of the weight of the sponsors on mine and the fact that yours is you can tell a a genuine feeling kit because it's kind of like they've got a patched on badge there like it just it does look legit yeah um so this week yeah this week yes any other week no i will say i reckon a genuinely good op shop kit is my favorite kind of kit to yeah, get because you know what's had a life before well but and like the Boca Juniors one where you find yeah, it and you go and you go like this is like a diamond in the rough kind of thing like I've gone here randomly and I've happened to stumble across a gem you have a diamond in the rough yeah you and my friend are a rough diamond and by rough diamond I mean you are coal you are you're an unformed diamond you're you are coal yeah in terms of what Movies oh, and yeah. having seen movies. Yeah. So my yes or no for you this week is going to be a very, very commonly seen film. Yeah. And you have to tell me whether or not you've seen it. Yeah. Branson Gibson, have you seen yeah. Super Troopers? No. What is Super Troopers? Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of part I two. Join us in a couple of minutes for part three where we go through and preview the upcoming games this week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part three. It has been an absolutely mammoth episode. You have done very well to stay attentive throughout all of it. So what we will do is we will rattle through this weekend's upcoming games so you can get back to your daily lives and have our voices out of it. Ran, what have we got Friday night? Friday night, we have three games. Dandy City taking on Bentley, Oakley facing South Melbourne and Kingston City squaring off against the Melbourne Knights. Wow. Yeah, a couple of tasty ones as well. Dandy City Bentley, that'll be interesting as well. Yeah, should be good. Saturday night, we have got Hume City versus Green Gully. We have then got Port Melbourne taking on Heidelberg. Altona Magic will host Avondale. And Dandenong Thunder will play Pasco Vale. And that pretty much rounds out the round. That is match of the round. What are you saying? Ooh. 
Um, maybe Altona Avondale because it's away and it could have very serious, serious ramifications. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Port and Altona both beat Heidelberg and Avondale respectively. Yeah, That'd be crazy. ridiculous. Crazy. Um, bonkers. Uh, no, I actually am going to say that. No, I, oh man, that's hard. I think I'm going to say, I'm going to say Altona Avondale. Well, I'm going to go for Danny Thunder against Pascoe. I did just see that after I said it. I was like, what an idiot. Why would I not do that? Huge relegation battle. Huge, 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 huge. A win for either team would almost guarantee them safety. Maybe. Potentially. Maybe. Could we give them three points clear? Yeah. You know, I I think I had a quick look. Like, Kingston play like, I don't know, they got a pretty tough run home. They all have a bit of a tough run home because they're all 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 a bit shit. (laughs) Unless they're all playing each other in a round robin tournament, they're all fucked. It's like they're all playing teams of MC. Well, struggle. Yeah, but that's going to be huge. That's my pick. I just can't wait for that one. Are we still doing like George at all or not? Oh, we'll get him on. I mean, no, because you uploaded the wrong episode. I didn't post anything to Instagram. I'm pretty sure we need to stop spreading ourselves so thin on this. Let's just get, get the one thing right. Yes. Okay. Also, feel free to give me that Instagram login details. Never fucking happening. Because you keep voting for yourself I, in the dome. You don't. You don't. You don't. Oh, just give it to me. You're making me grumpy. Everyone, Brent thinks <laughs> Stroppy. He needs to have his dinner and go to bed. Um, so I'm going to rattle through the WMPL features. Border, yeah, me too. Calder versus Heidelberg. South Melbourne versus John Galaxy. Alamein versus Southern United. Box Hill United versus Senior NTC. And FC Bullion Lions will take on Bayside. Branson, that is us done for this week. Oof. Mammoth week we got there. Well done. It's always a pleasure to sit in front of the microphone with you and talk to our lovely, beautiful listeners. I am at Chambershire on Instagram and Twitter. You are at Branson Gibson, I think, on Twitter and yep. at Gibbo36 on yeah, Instagram. Very exciting. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know if you were impeded by me not posting something on Instagram last week. Love to hear your thoughts. And keep going to games. Let us know which ones you're going to. And keep being semi-professional. Thank you for listening to episode 25 of the Semi-Pro Potty. Semi-Pro Potty.